Hey there, I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran. I'm Patrick Inhofer. And guys, on this edition of From the Mailbag, we have a question from Mixing Light member Simon Tingle. And he's asking a question I think a lot of people are asking. Uh, how do I sort of uh, extend the life of my older style Mac Pro? Um, he actually asked, you know, hey guys, I know this has been discussed before, and I'm still unsure of what the best possible GPU upgrade is for a Mac Pro 2009 with all the PSU limitations, PSU meaning power supply. Um, and he asked, how long can we keep an old Mac Pro running before it's time to make that big investment in a new system? Uh, and guys, I mean, anywhere I go, whether it's a conference, whether it's talking to clients in the suite, uh, everybody seems to be asking this question in one uh, uh, shape or fashion about how to extend the life of not only their old Mac Pros, but how to extend the life of their machine because we're kind of in a time period right now, especially on the Mac side of things, where nobody kind of knows which end is up. Yeah, Robbie, I mean, for me, and I am the king of eking out the last 30 days of useful life out of my machines that I can. So you're, you're, um, still, I, running I, OS, you're still running OS 9, aren't you, <laughs> I, If I could, I would. But no, I'm running – in fact, this is a really good point because – there are two things that force me to get a brand new, buy a brand new tower, right? And the first thing is that the OS that's required by my software gets dropped from the hardware that I'm running. So, for instance, if I was running 10.7, I couldn't run it on one of these modern machines because my, you know, DaVinci Resolve doesn't support that anymore, right? So I need to keep current at least with DaVinci Resolve, which right now I just checked, I believe... Uh, 10.8 is uh, the most recent, or I think they just dropped 10.8. Now it's 10.9. I forget. But that's good. 10.8, 10.85, yeah. 10.85. Um, you know what just dropped 10.85, I believe, is the desktop video uh, plugin or software that talks to the deck oh, wow. card. Okay. So I think that software has dropped some version of the OS that's fairly recent. And so if my hardware can't, can't run that OS, then I, I'm out. I have, to, I have to upgrade my machine. Typically, the machine would run and die on me before I ever hit that point, but GPUs have gotten so fast and so powerful, and so much of our professional software is now doing that render work on the GPU that I can take a machine that's four years old and still put it into production and feel good about it and not have my clients sitting there like wondering why everything's taking so long. It's not taking so long because I've got a GPU that's, you know, maybe at tops two years old and it's working as fast as it ever did. So uh, for me, that's what's going to push me and, and, dis and pull me as to whether or not I need to get a new rig. I'm running a 2010 Mac Pro, I think, right now. And four years old, it's, un it's unthinkable uh, that four years ago I would have run a machine that was four years old. I can do it today. I agree with you, Pat. I mean, I have a, uh, I also have the same machine that uh, Simon has, a Mac Pro from 2009. And actually, Simon, uh, if you want to be geeky about this, that is Mac Pro 4.1, not 5.1. 5.1 was from 2010. And Pat, that's my whole deal with a tower-based machine rather than where Apple's gone with the new Mac Pro is that, you know, these days for us and the work that we do, a new GPU is like getting a new computer. 
And, um, and so, you know, my, my love affair with the Mac has always been, Hey, you know, Hey, look, I can get a new GPU every, you know, uh, year, every two years, because the pace of GPU development, generally speaking, outpaces CPU development, you know, uh, hardware development in terms of cases and PCI buses and all that kind of stuff. So it was always a great feeling. And by the way, I still have a Mac pro that I keep around in the office for doing things. Um, it's a 2009 Mac pro running some of the latest and greatest NVIDIA cards, and it's still kind of a beefy machine. Now, where that falls down, of course, is when you start getting into some of the new stuff, when you start getting into higher resolution footage, heavier compressed footage, uh, where the CPUs, the memory bandwidth, the PCI bus, you know, all of that kind of stuff, uh, you know, sort of impacts things. Now, Dan, I'm curious, um, because I think your guys are mostly Linux over at Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, do you have, you know, just taking a gauge of the facility, are, are anybody running older Mac Pros and trying to get them uh, up to the latest and greatest? Yeah, so to give you a bit of a background, uh, we have like 30 Smoke on Macs and about, yeah, there's two kind of Mac resolves in the building. And the plan is to phase out everything Apple-related and bring everything over to HP. Just because we could have, you know, 50, what's the latest, like, Z820s or, you know, we could swap. Uh, 840. Oh, 840, even better. Uh, yep. So, like, yeah, you could have all the same hardware, swap it around. Uh, but in grading, we find we do need to stick with Mac. Just for now, I think. Mainly because all the drives that come in are normally Mac formatted. They're Firewire 800 or Thunderbolt. And, you know, I think it's, for us, we're going to stick with the Mac Pros as long as we can. And then, I guess we probably will replace them with the, the latest and greatest Mac Pro, if we have to. I'm going to contradict you a little bit because this is one of those things I think is from, from Mac guys like us took me a little while to get my head around and sort of dispelling some of the myths. So um, I have almost wholesale either abandoned the Mac altogether by going to PC or as you guys know, I've had a, a little bit of a Linux odyssey over the past year uh, as well. Um, and here's the deal. With those Z820s, Z840s, you can get Thunderbolt cards, right? So oh, you have Thunderbolt cool. 1 and Thunderbolt 2 cards on them. You have USB 3. Uh, which is obviously great. And then when it comes to actually connecting drives and all that kind of stuff, you can still, from HP, get a FireWire 800 PCI card if you really, oh, really you have can. to use that. Okay. And then here's, here's the big deal that not a lot of people realize. There is a great application called Mac Drive. Um, it's, uh, I think it's probably about 100 bucks, maybe 125 bucks, something like that. It lets you mount any Mac formatted volume on your PC and have read-write access to it. So if you have that client, if you have that client coming in with a you know a brand new Lacie Thunderbolt Mac formatted drive, uh, you can still connect it. Obviously, the bummer about the PC uh, side of things because Linux can do this and Mac can do this. Obviously, is ProRes. Well, and let's also let's also def let's also define what that ProRes problem is, which is uh, currently under Windows, you cannot render to ProRes, you can only play ProRes. Well, that's not universal, though. I mean, that's the part of the problem, is that... Right, it depends on your software, right? So, like, in DaVinci Resolve land, if I'm working in... I don't know, if I'm working in Premiere Pro, can I render to... to, uh, to ProRes from Premiere? You can't, but in applications like Scratch, for example, right? Absolutely, you can render it to ProRes, right. you know? So it's right. kind of like, right. it's kind of a little bit of the Apple Mafia being like, yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Um, so I've done two things. Uh, I played around with some of the ProRes hacks um, on Windows. 
Um, I've been disappointed because I've gotten um, shows kicked back from QC for weird problems. Um, who knew that QC tested like codec issues, <laughs> but apparently they do. Um, and what I ultimately decided to do was take my existing Mac platform, that Mac Pro 2009 uh, 4.1 box, and I basically made it into, and I, our friend Juan Salvo coined this term, I, I turned it into my ProRes dongle. <laughs> because here's here here's here's what I do is that I'm on a shared database on shared storage, right? So I grade on my hero system in real time, supervised by a client, and then I just save the project. I go over to my Mac, I open up that same project, right? Because it's shared media uh, and it's shared database. Open up that same project and hit render, right? Because what do I care if the you know the render might be a little slower because of the GPUs or the CPUs? It still renders at you know 60, 70, 80 frames a second, and I can render out to um, out to ProRes. Have you found any uh, issues in terms of going using different GPUs and giving you slightly different looking renders? So some people try to, have tried to convince me that there is a difference, and I'm sure mathematically there is a difference, and I'm sure if you're a pixel peeper, you'll be able to tell, uh, you know, one pixel's off or something like that. I have not had anything substantial enough where I've worried about that problem. Um, you know, it's 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 in the range of the 99.8%, 99.9% um, issue where I, I don't really kind of worry about it. Um, but so no, it's been good, but I realized that, you know, that's not a workflow for everybody. So I guess the way I would address Simon's direct question, is there a, you know, a GPU? What is the best possible GPU? I would answer that way in uh, that question in two ways. I would say one, Simon on your Mac pro, if you don't already have an external GPU expansion box, like a Cubix, right? That is going to be the number one way that not only can you expand the power of your system, you can keep your system around longer with faster GPUs. Um, you know, Cubix is a couple grand. You could put a couple Titans in there or something like that and run them in that box. And next thing you know, not only do you have a single GPU, you have multiple GPUs. Um, if you have to run a single GPU, NVIDIA is getting pretty smart. AMD is getting pretty smart. Um, you're now having cards like the, um, what is it, the GTX 970 and 980 that are very power efficient with like, you know, uh, four, six, I think eight gigs of RAM in some of those configurations, something like that. Um, so no, I think you can keep that machine around for a long time. And as Pat and I have proved, we these machines are still running. I mean, Pat, that's your principal machine and you're running still what, like a... Like a 680 or something like that in your machine? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I really need to upgrade the GPU. But yeah, I think it's a 680 that I'm running right now. You know, I take the attitude, I'm not going to upgrade until a client forces me to upgrade. Because otherwise, I'm just doing it for me. And, uh, and I'm running a business. But um, the other thing I would say along these lines, which is also about taking an older machine and keeping it kind of worthy of client-driven sessions, is think about your boot drive as an SSD. Uh, I saw huge improvements on my machine when I turned it and went to a solid state device and used that as my boot drive. And it was like, it was a total refresh of the machine. I felt completely new, completely different. So that's another way you can help boost the longevity of your gear. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then the last thing I would say along this line is that um, you have to be a realist. And I think, Pat, uh, you're probably more realistic than I am on this. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, there, there comes a, a line in the sand, as you just pointed out, Pat, where you're like Robbie and everything that has a new new item on it or has a, you know, just released item on it. You're like, ooh, I have to have that. Right. Um, and I think that you have to sort of 
weigh that issue versus what your real needs are. Sure, would you like a system that can do 5K, 6K real time with 30 nodes of blur? Yeah, you might want that. But the fact is, are you doing cat videos and corporate videos that are shot on, you know, HDV and, I don't know, DV cameras from 1997? Uh, Well, then you probably don't need that 4K, you know... Uh, stereo capable system you know what I'm saying and I think Pat you're probably the my uh, my my mentor in this that I've been trying since ever since we started to work together I look to you and I'm going Pat's a realist this is good I should I should calm down and into my own credit I've um I've I've I've, I've fought the battle of the upgrade itis uh, uh a lot better since I've known you which so uh thank you I'm thanking you publicly for that <laughs> hey you're very welcome I'm happy to be that uh that pull against the constant drawer of you know, fresh marketing. Um, and that's also the reason why I haven't gone to the Mac Pro Tube is I'm just not sure where they're taking that thing. And, and I don't know what their plans are. And until I have two points of data in terms of where they're going with that form factor, I am unwilling to buy into the first generation because it's a year later. They haven't given us an update and they haven't given us an inclination as to what kind of features they're going to start enabling on that, like upgrading your GPU in the future. So until I hear that, um, you know, if I were forced to upgrade to tomorrow, I'd probably take, uh, I'd probably call Robbie and say, okay, what's the Windows machine I need to get? Because at least then I know I'll have upgradability and I'm not convinced I'll have that kind of longevity out of a tube. Yeah, and I mean, the, the other unspoken thing here that we've kind of all kind of alluded to I mean, don't forget, Simon, the other part of this problem is not the hardware. It's the freaking OS. Um, I've had so many issues with Apple going, you know, transitioning from 10.8 to 10.9 and now Yosemite. And it seems every dot release, they're like, oh, on this dot release, we'll support four GPUs. On this dot release, we'll support one, but only from this manufacturer. You know, so like I've had situations in the past where I've upgraded thinking things were safe. And the next thing you know, it's like nothing works. Uh, And then to echo your feeling, Pat, that's my whole deal about the new Mac Pro. I would love, I would love nothing better to stay on the Mac platform because it's what I know and what I love. And it's probably really all I need. But the fact that I'm buying, you know, in our case for what we need, probably what, a five to seven thousand, maybe eight thousand dollar machine. And the fact that, you know, that machine might be completely obsolete in a year and a half, two years. Well, that scares me. And Robbie, you make a really good point about the software updates. I got to tell you, you know, Apple is now uh, officially on a consumer OS release schedule because by the time I'm finally getting all my gear updated to their most recent OS, they're releasing another one. And it's driving me insane because their automated updates are always constantly driving you to update to the latest OS. And I, it's actually getting somewhat difficult to manage. Just a couple of machines. I can't imagine if I had a facility, what a headache it would be to decide to upgrade and then decide which OS to up, update to because they're moving so fast, none of the pro gear guys can keep up with it. I them. can give you a hint on what we do. We're still rocking 10.8.5. <laughs> 10.8.5, that's it's exactly like, right. don't and- change anything. Well, that, yep, that's, exa- that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what's happened. You know, I, I made a joke to somebody the other day about running a Linux machine and how, like, I'm like, oh, I don't have email and, oh, I don't have this and whatever. And they, they pointed out, they're like, Rob, it's because you have a workstation, 
right? And that's, you know, if you want to stay on the Mac platform in a professional sense, that's kind of what you have to do these days is make it a workstation, kind of sandbox it from everything else, sandbox it for like, you know, this is what works. We're not going to be, you know, um, uh, we're not going to give into all the bells and whistles of the new stuff and just, you know, stay with what works. And there are plenty of people around the world, I mean, who are running, you know, 1085 or something like that with, you know, um, you know, old NVIDIA drivers and old Blackmagic and AJA drivers. And you know what? It's working just fine for them, you know? It's working just fine. So, so Simon, I hope I hope this uh, in a roundabout way helps you. Uh, as you can tell, we like to talk uh, hardware and talk GPUs. So, um, at the end of the day, I think the way to think about it is some of the newer cards from NVIDIA and uh, ATI will um, uh, really help you out. Um, and when it comes to really getting the power, you can still think about expanding that system with maybe a Cubix box or something like that. But at the end of the day, be like Pat, be a realist. And if everything is forcing you onto a new machine, well then it's time to get a new machine, my friend. So for MixingLight.com, I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Patrick Inhofer. I'm Dan Moran. And thanks for listening. <laughs>